0: You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. This is week one entitled Every Nation, the first of a two-part series on missions. Reaching a nation means planting churches that plant churches. Discover our role as a church in this audio message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. Today we're going to be looking at every nation. Okay, ever say every nation that's who we are outside the Philippines. In fact, uh, our name here in the Philippines is uh, Victory. Our, our corporate name is Victory Christian Fellowship, but you know we call it Victory for short. But if you go outside uh, the Philippines, in fact, we belong to a worldwide family of churches, about a thousand churches worldwide. If you go to any uh well, not any, but you know many of the uh, Asian nations, we have churches also in uh, Africa. We have churches in Europe. If you go to the United States, you also have uh, churches there. And so uh, you, you go to those churches, and we uh, seemingly have a common vision, a common goal. So we're going to be talking about that uh, later on. And then next week, we're going to be talking about every campus. How many of you are still students here? Can you please raise your hand? Students! Mangabata, mga, mga baguettes! Anybody here? Oh, feeling students. Yeah, okay. Student of the Word, okay. Now, uh, you know, many years back, 29 years ago, we started this ministry, this church, uh, uh, in the university belt. And our first uh, pastor, Pastor Steve Merle, who is the founder of Victory, uh, came here. Uh, He was about, I think he was 25 years old then, newly married, uh, I think about to give birth to a son. And uh, he still got here during that time, You know, planted the church, and said, We're going to be reaching uh, the campuses, not only in this city in Manila, but every campus in the different cities in the different parts of the Philippines. And so uh, we envision that we're not just going to be reaching uh, the older generation, but we're going to be reaching even the younger generation. How many of you know that even the young people has a place and a purpose in our current church today? How I many of you know that our our current uh, gener- the young people okay can be used by God to effect change in our nation? They don't have to wait till they're grown up and graduated and you know messed a bit. And uh, we, even right now, while they're fresh, while they're so uh, like a sponge, you know they take in particularly anything. And so we want to be able to go to the campuses to be able to teach them uh, the word of God. And so uh, our name is Victory. And uh, what's again? What is our uh, value in victory? What what do we say our victory vision is? To honor God and make disciple. Very simple. Okay, uh, we honor God in everything that we do. We don't just honor God on Sundays. Although I'm sure that you know part of us being Filipinos is you know you go to church on Sunday. You know, pagkalinggo kung kasi bawal yon. You know, parang ganon, you know. But how many of you know that you don't just honor God on Sundays? We honor God also on Monday, uh, Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday, what are these Friday, Saturday, okay? Everything else in between, not only going to church, whether in your workplace, whether in your uh, school, whether in raising the home, whether you're a single professional, whether you are in your call center, whether uh, you know doing your homework, whether you're a married person here, whether you're raising up a child, guess what? All of us are called to honor God. And half of that, a part of the vision also is make disciples. Okay, Everybody say, make disciples. Make disciples actually is uh, taken from Matthew chapter 20. Basically, Jesus said to go. Everybody say, go. go. That's why we just sang a song. Uh, Jesus, I'll go. Okay? We, we are called to go. To go and make disciples of all nations. Okay, And I believe that our very name, every nation, is kind of prophetic. That's who we are. Uh, In our ministry, in our bloodstream, in our core, we believe that God has called each and every one of us not only to touch the Philippines, but to touch every nation of the world. Now, how many of you know at least somebody outside the Philippines? Can you please raise your hand? You know somebody outside the Philippines. Maybe a friend, a family member, a classmate in the past who's now outside the Philippines. Maybe in Hong Kong, Singapore, UAE, US. Can you please raise your hand? I'd like to... uh, Guess what? That's, I think that's all of us. You're not a Filipino if you don't have anybody outside the Philippines, right? You know, we, we, somehow we have been called and molded by God to be like natural missionaries. Do you know that? The fact that you can eat any kind of food, God prepared you for missions. Right? I mean, you can eat anything. Lamang <laughs> loob, anything. God somehow gave us a missionary stomach, Okay? So um, victory is part of a worldwide movement, okay, every nation. And to expand our uh, vision a little bit more, our vision in every nation is this. Can we read this out loud? To honor God by establishing Christ-centered, Spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches, and campus ministries in every nation. Okay, so that's who we are. That's our values. That's, this is basically our vision. To honor God is definitely a major part of that. We do things for His glory and His glory alone. How do we do that? By establishing a Christ-centered church. Okay? We don't center our church on any personality. We don't center our church on any preacher. We don't center our church on any location or in any doctrine. We center our church on Christ alone. Amen. Okay? Spirit-empowered. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, How many of you have the Holy Spirit with you? We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We also are socially responsible. How many of you know that as a church, God calls us to effect change in society as well? That we're not just called to play church. We're not just called here to behave here on Sunday and be nothing on Mondays to Saturday. Guess what? As you go out there, you are effecting change. The Bible says you are salt and light in the world. If a salt loses its saltiness, guess, what good is it except to be thrown out? Okay? So we are called to be socially responsible to effect change in society. Okay, So churches and campus ministries in every nation. So we're looking at this word viral. How many of you have heard of the word viral? It's like a new term, viral. Going viral is now being, I guess it's popular in the... In the internet, okay, uh, and uh, maybe the maybe the latest uh, viral video that you've seen probably is this. Okay, uh, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Aldrich, Aldrich, Lloyd, and James. Uh, they're uh, cousins from General Santos. They uh, were discovered and they were invited to uh, perform in uh, the Ellen DeGeneres show. Okay, and uh, basically uh, he sang a song that he sang. Uh, for his father before he passed away, and so that became viral with over five million views. Can you imagine if you want to be famous overnight, just go and you know take a video of yourself, post it on YouTube, and who knows? Just let us know if you want us to like you, okay? <laughs> so, so that's that's the way it is. That's you know somehow you know what's what's the formula here? There's no formula. It just so happened that people kind of like it, okay? They started liking it, not only in the Philippines, but all, all across the globe. And so, they had 5 million views. Okay? Another thing that's uh, being popular right now is, uh, What Does the Fox Say? How many of you have heard of this song? Some of you. Okay, maybe now it actually made you curious. What does the fox say? Okay? Uh, you know, I, I, I heard about this, so I checked on it. Okay? Uh, I checked the video. And this is really like a nonsense song. You know, what? You know the dog says bow, and the cat says meow, and the duck says quack, and the, and, the, and the frog says croak, or whatever. What does the fox say? Something like that. And then, you know, they, they do a dance or whatever. Okay? And so, it's like 63 million views for nonsense, you know, song. Okay? And of course, we all know this. Uh, back in 2012, 1.8 billion now. They broke the 1 billion record, and now they're 1.8 billion views uh, back in 2012. And it says that it has been one of the biggest hits uh, in the internet. Of course, many are trying to copy uh, the success of uh, Gangnam. And of course, we know that he tried to have another song. Not sure if it uh, was as successful as the first one, but even the Harlan and So we we see a lot of different uh, things that are going viral Uh, In the internet. And, uh, you know, one thing about being viral is, uh, you know, it's like 48 hours worth of video uploaded are uploaded on YouTube every single minute. Can you imagine that? 48 hours of videos are being uploaded as we speak, okay, every single minute. Going viral today is very temporary. It's a temporary phenomenon. Global superstar one day. Universally ignored. The next, you're only as good as your next hit. In fact, by September 2012, uh, the Gangnam uh, video was said to be even before it hit one billion views. it's said to be in the U.S. Uh, media that it's already be, it's already old. Even before it reached uh, uh, one billion hits, they said na nara, hindi ka pasikat laus ka na. That's the nature of being viral. You're only good for like uh, six days. According to Unruly Media, uh, I'd like just to read this, uh, a video tech company that has monitored viral videos over the last seven years, the average video posted online has a shelf life of only six days. So if it becomes viral, uh, asahan okay, about six days, it'll be a hit and then it goes down after that. While a viral video is contagious, how many of you know that Christianity, the gospel, is also viral in nature? That for the past, not only six days, but can you imagine, the past 2,000 years, it started from a small group of people. You know, people who are waiting for the Holy Spirit in the upper room, and then from there, it grew to several hundreds to three thousand, It's scattered all across Asia, and then in Europe, and then in the West, and now here in the Philippines, and onwards. Guess what? It will go back to where it started, back in Jerusalem. And they will all give their lives to the Lord. Amen. Going viral refers to the rapid and global spread within days from person to person of an idea expressed as a post, a tweet, a photo, or a Video, okay. Now, how many of you normally uh, uh, look at YouTube uh, videos? Some of you, okay. How many of you normally post anything on the internet, <laughs> like maybe Instagram? Okay, I'm happy if I already have 25 likes in my Instagram. Okay, <laughs> happy na ako nong. No? Uh, I have no uh, ambition of having like millions of hits. But uh, I'd like to invite everyone, we're going to read from the book of Romans, chapter 15, and we're going to look at, uh, let's all stand up, uh, rather. Uh, we're going to look at what the Apostle Paul says about the, vir- the virality of, of the gospel. Okay, Romans, chapter 15, verse uh, 17 to 20. Okay, therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God, I will not venture to speak of anything except that, what Christ has accomplished Sorry, through me in the leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. By the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God, so from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you so much for this afternoon. We thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you for the gospel that not only touched us, but it changed our lives. Lord, we thank you that you'll also give us the same uh, burden to be able to pass it on to others, Lord God. The same uh, uh, message, Lord God, that can actually be viral in nature, Lord God. May it not just be left with us, but may we be able to pass it on to others who will eventually pass it on to other people as well. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your calling upon everyone, Lord God, that being a missionary is not only for a few, but for all of us. Bless this preaching, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. You know, you look at the viral videos, you know, the reason why they can actually spread is because, you know, maybe people find them funny. Or people find them cute, like Guillaume, Guillaume, like that. Okay, Guillaume, okay? You know, it's maybe they find it cute or funny, or, you know, it can become a dance craze or whatever, particularly when the local network, the channels will jump into it and put it as part of the regular programming, then it becomes viral for a certain culture. But, you know, when you look at the gospel, when you look at Christianity uh, in general, you know, there's, it's not popular. You know, Christianity during the time of Jesus was not popular. How many of you would agree with me on that? In fact, His very message put Him to the cross. It was not popular. You know, some people, many people love Him, but many also hated Him. The religious people hated the message. But yet, What made Christianity and the gospel viral? I mean, if you look at ourselves, if you ask yourself, why are we here? Why are you here? Why are you in church? Why are you listening to this preacher right now trying to talk about missions? I mean, why are you here? Why are you sitting with this person beside you and uh, enjoying the nice cold aircon? Okay? I mean, why are we here? Is it because we have nothing to do on a Sunday afternoon? Wala lang. Wala kang magawa sa Di palamig tayo My wife dragged me here, so I'm here. Hello. Or, or maybe, you know, because you know it's an obligation. But I believe that there's probably a deeper reason why we are here. The real purpose why you're here is I believe that the gospel has touched your life. Isn't that so? somehow you will say that the gospel has power to transform. How many of you will say yes to that? That the gospel is not just an idea. That when you talk about the gospel, it's not just a popular belief of, you know, I like Jesus because He's kind of cute, you know. (laughs) I like the beard, you know. I like His cross, you know. You know, is that the real reason? I believe the real reason is because there's power in the work of Christ on the cross. Diba? I was once blind, but now I can see. I was once a wretched sinner, and now I am a holy guy. How many of you are holy? Can you please raise your hand? humble. And it's not because of what we're doing, it's not because of what we have done, it's because of the power of Christ on the cross. That's the reason why Christianity is viral. It has the capability and the power to change lives. Amen. And guess what? This life change is not temporary. This life change is permanent. How many of you have uh, heard some people tell you, Ay, church, church kaba? ba Ngayin lang yan. Fad lang yan. You know, some people told me that when I was 18 years old. You know, why are you going to that church? That's just a fad. Guess what? I've been here for 26 years. And my life is still changed. how many of you know that there's power in the cross? Amen. That the power of God to transform our life is permanent. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, "It's permanent." encourage <laughs> discourage The changed life is permanent. Jesus is permanent. He never changes. His love for us is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's all about Jesus. The reason why we're here is it's all about Him. It's not because of a doctrine. You don't go and join a church. You don't join a or change your denomination. Guess what? The reason why we're here and we're listening to the gospel is because it has the ability to change our life. And Jesus is the one who gave us His life on the cross. Therefore, I glory in Christ. Verse 17. In my service to God, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. It's not about any preacher. It's not about coming to victory. are victory kasi masaya dun. You know, the okay kids' church dun. I hope it's more than just, you know, having your kids being brought to kids' church. We're not babysitting your kids, by the way. We're teaching them the fear of God as well in those rooms. We're teaching them how to worship God. We're teaching them the very words of Christ. We're teaching them to obey at a very young age that they will grow up. So that when they will grow old, they will not depart from the ways of God. Of course, it's not our job as pastors and teachers to do that. The primary job of training those children are the parents. How many parents do we have in this place? Sino sa magulang? Yeah, okay. It's our job to raise up our own kids. It's not the job of the youth pastor to raise up my teenagers. It's not the job of a kids' church teacher to teach my girls how to read their Bibles and how to love God. Ultimately, they will see that from us. And we somehow should reflect the life of Jesus in us. It's not automatic that if you go to church, you become a Christian right away. I mean, we know that, right? It's, not, it's almost like, you know, if you go to McDonald's, do you, do you become a hamburger? ba? <laughs> or if you go to a barn, do you become a horse? ba? No, you don't change or transform based on the structure that you go into. And going to church, coming to victory, does not change you. It's coming and having a relationship with Jesus Christ that changes us. Amen. And the gospel, how does it go viral? It's all about Jesus. It's about Jesus, what He did on the cross. It's about the honor of God and that's the only thing that we always shout out loud. How many of you know that the gospel is going viral? People will risk their lives for the gospel how many of you are willing to risk your life for the gospel wala kamay okay okay lang yan diba natural talaga diba so you know it's all about jesus how can christianity go viral it's all about jesus secondly it's also through the holy spirit we can't do this apart and aside from the fact, the power of the holy spirit we need the power of the Holy Spirit. I asked you earlier about who has the Holy Spirit. If you are saved, guess what? You have the Holy Spirit. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of us. And the Apostle Paul was writing a very beautiful letter in Romans. In fact, uh, theologians are saying that Romans is one, probably one of the uh, most well-written letters ever done in the Bible. It is known to be the magnum opus of the Apostle Paul. And so he was basically disclosing what the gospel is all about and at the same time inviting people to share with him in his work with the the gospel. And it says in uh, verse 19, By the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God, he acknowledges that it is not about him as a powerful apostle. It's not about him because he studied under Gamaliel, but it's about the power of God Uh, working in Him through the Holy Spirit. Now, how many again of you have the Holy Spirit? Please raise your hand. How many of you would say that we need the Holy Spirit every single day? Whatever we're doing, we need the Holy Spirit. Whether you're working, whether you're studying. Uh, He is our guide, He is our counselor. In fact, the Holy Spirit is not a force. He is God. He is the third person of the Godhead. You can talk to Him. You can be intimate with him. He is the one who gives us gifts and wisdom and power. And so the Holy Spirit is needed, you know, every time we go out there and do missions. You know, it's it's amazing how you know that signs and wonders can actually follow the preaching of God's word uh, in those nations. Okay? Even among us, among husband and wife. You're familiar with signs and wonders, right? The wife signs and the husband wonders. What happened to the funds? Anyway, so, uh, all right. Even Gamaliel, one of the the teachers in Sanhedrin, when during the first century uh, persecution, they were persecuting the Christians. And the Sanhedrin wanted to eradicate the movement following the way, the followers of Christ when Jesus ascended to heaven. And he said in Acts chapter 5, Gamaliel, uh, one of the religious uh, leaders of Sanhedrin, said, Leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will what? Fail. If what we're doing is from us only, guess what? It will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. And how many of you will agree with me that it is the will and the purpose of God to be able to send missionaries to those nations? Amen. And I believe that yes, there's going to be difficulty, there's going to be hardships, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be persecution, but I believe the grace of God will be with them. Now maybe you're wondering, you're seated there, so pastor, eh, ano ngayon? So what? So what's my participation here? You know, I'm here, I have work, I have, you know, I have a full-time job, I'm raising up a family, I am a, you know, I'm going to school, I'm not ready to go to missions. Guess what? We're not saying that you are all called to be full-time missionaries. But guess what? When we talk about missions, we are all a part of missions. Amen. Look at the person beside you. Tell the person, kasama ka dito. In fact, in fact, during the early days of victory, we'd always hear our pastors talk about different apostolic or pastoral sayings. And they'd always say, a Bible and a passport. What you need is a Bible and a passport. And we'd always say, bakit? Diba? Because Pastor Steve says, You know, you need a Bible to know the will of God. You need the Bible to know His ways. You need the Bible to know Him personally. And you need the passport to obey His will. Because He says, go and make disciples of all nations. How can you go to all the nations if you don't have a passport? Hello? It's as simple as that. Now, how many of you have a passport? Honestly, if you have a passport, raise your hand. Okay, let's reverse the question. How many of you don't have a passport? You would like to have a passport. I have some good news for you. Okay? The branch of DFA already open in Alabang. It's right beside ATC in Metro Mall, fourth floor. You can get a passport in two hours. Come on now. Challenging you. Go get your passports. It's always good to be ready because when God's voice and God's Spirit moves in our hearts, guess what? The question is, are we ready for God's move? You know, many people are praying for a car. My question is, do you have a license? <laughs> Wala, Pastor. Eh, but ka ng diba? If you don't have a license. The same is true. People want to go and travel the world. Lord, bring us. We want to go. Do you have a passport? That's very basic. I believe that God wants to set us up. And who knows? He might send you to a short mission trip. That's fine. Okay? Also, how does the, the, the Christianity become viral? It's global. Okay? First, it's about Jesus. Second, it's through the Holy Spirit. Third, it's a global phenomenon. It's global. It's not just restricted in a particular region like Jerusalem or Israel. Guess what? 2,000 years ago, it started there. And now, it's still reaching the different places in the planet. That's why the Apostle Paul says, So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I think this is Liberia nowadays, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. So if you want to check out the map, it started here in Jerusalem, there wherein you will have Small thunderstorms, and, uh, <laughs> and you will have monsoon rains here, moving westward. That's why you need to bring your umbrella later on. Oh, no, no, okay. So it moved upward to Damascus, to Antioch, and then westward. It reached Europe, eventually the U.S. From the U.S., hits Pacific, and then it might eventually hit back in Israel. Guess what? There are some Israelites who are now Messianic Jews. They're waiting. They're just waiting for the coming back of the Messiah because many of the Jews don't even believe about Jesus. How many of you know that that is the origin of Christianity and yet many Jews don't even believe in Christ as their Lord and Savior? And lastly, it's about the Gospel. We've been talking about the Gospel. And what is the Gospel? What do you mean by Gospel? Gospel is what? Good news. Good news. How many of you would like to hear good news? We love to hear good news. We love receiving good news. How many of you, if you've been praying for a baby and suddenly your wife becomes pregnant, how many of you know that is good news? Right? How many of you know that if you've been waiting for a job and suddenly three companies are offering you a job with six-digit figures in dollars, how many of you know that is good news? But we get excited about that. How many of you know sometimes, you know, if you open up your bank account, wow, somebody just deposited $1 million in my bank account. How many of you know, that is good news, without you even batting an eyelash? If we get excited over the things that are in the natural, guess what? How much more in the spirit? The gospel, what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And this is what we are celebrating about. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known. So that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Basically, when you look at what the gospel is, this is what Pastor Rice Brooks wrote in his uh, book, God's Not Dead. The gospel is the good news that God became man in Jesus Christ. He lived the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died. In our place. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving that he is the Son of God and offering the gift of salvation to everyone who repents and believes the gospel. Okay? So that's the good news. The good news is not only says, you know, "Eh, the good news is, you know, God is good and God is great and I am forgiven of my sins. Praise God. You know, you need to know what the gospel is all about. Okay? That is, in a succinct form, what the gospel is all about. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, it says, On this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Many people are willing to give their life for the gospel. Good news. Okay? Just to give you a uh, quick Every Nation World update, right now in our Every Nation World, uh, world we, are, we have reached uh, 73 nations. Okay, so that's the number of nations that we have reached where we have churches in. 15 nations in Africa, uh, 25 countries in Asia, 11 in Europe, 8 in Latin America, 8 in the Middle East, uh, 2 in North America, and 4 in Oceania. In fact, we have 120 long term missionaries that are out there in the mission fields, and guess what? All of these people, actually 90, maybe 95% of them, are all Filipinos. Praise God. Okay, that is the mold of Filipinos. I believe that there is a divine destiny that God has made upon this land to go to the mission field. It's so natural for us to go out. Guess what? Even if they are just working as OFWs. In fact, two particular Filipinos who are OFWs planted a church, one in Kuwait and one in Qatar. Okay? Mike, who is a uh, BMW consultant in Kuwait, said when he went there, he was not trained in world missions. He's not a full-time pastor. He was just a regular victory group leader back in the 90s. When he went to uh, Kuwait, he said, I have a burden to reach out to my company people. And he said, I'm going to start something. He started small groups. Guess what? The small group became bigger groups. And now they have a church of 70 people with 15 small groups. With no pastor, he became the pastor. Okay, (laughs) Not full-time in ministry. Because of the gospel. Another guy named Arnold went to Qatar. He said, I'm going to do the same thing that Mike did. I'm going to start small group. He's not a pastor. Guess what? The church in Qatar is now 230 with 45 small groups. Come on now. How many of you know that? That is amazing. You don't know, don't underestimate the power of the gospel in a changed life. I believe that if you are willing, you know, I believe God will use us. Seventy-two mission trips or short-term trips are being done annually by our ministry. Okay, when I say short-term trips, it's like ten days, ten-day mission trips. Okay, in fact, next year we're gonna be sending uh, missionaries, short-term missionaries from our church, to go through three places. To three places. Okay, we are assigned to Indonesia. Send a trip to Indonesia. Another one is uh, Brunei, and the last one is in Hong Kong. Not for a vacation, by the way, but for missions. Okay? So if you're interested to know more about this and join us in our 10 days mission trip, okay, let us know. We have a sign-up sheet in front after this. Uh, from the church, from Alabang, we've sent out full-time uh, missionaries outside. Cha LaSan is actually in Brunei right now, the one on your right. Cha used to be part of our intercessory group here. She felt called by God to go to be a, a part of the missions in, uh, in Brunei. And she is now uh, working there, helping the church uh, with, together with Dr. Joey Castro uh, in Brunei. Okay? We've also sent out this family, uh, Ed and Kadusho, Glo- together with their daughter uh, Gloria, uh, to uh, our church in Japan. Okay? So we have uh, sent... A uh, you know a, a missionaries a family of missionaries to our church in Japan, particularly in the city of Yokosuka. And I received a word from uh, from Pastor uh, Ray Mercer that that the you know that this family Ed and glow are such a blessing in their church. Come on now, and they are just ordinary victory group leaders in our church. Praise God! Can we give the Lord a hand for them? God can use anyone as long as we are willing here is the unique challenges about asia asia is known to be the largest region in the world in fact if you have a you know if the world can be divided into 10 people <coughs> six of those people are asians that's how many we are andami natin okay houses it houses the world's largest religion hinduism buddhism islam the poorest of the poor are found in Asia. Over 50% only earn a wage of $2 per day. That's less than 100 pesos a day. 97% of the least reached people are found here in Asia. And it can only be reached through cross-cultural missions. Now, this is where we are in Asia. Out of the 54 nations in Asia, we are in 33. How many of you know that it's doable? Okay? Only 11 Asian nations... Ataman, di 21. 21 nations left. Okay? That's doable. Okay? But in Southeast Asia, in our region, the ASEAN, guess what? We already have 13 out of 13 nations. There's no more nations to plant uh, church. Every nation in Southeast Asia, we have an every nation church already. Praise God. The last Asian nation that we have planted into was the nation of Timor-Leste, or East Timor. I'm winding down already. And uh, in the 2020 church plant initiative, we have a vision. We've basically laid out where we will be planting. Okay? The remaining 21 nations have been plotted out until the year 2020. And for 2013, guess what? Israel, done. Check. Pakistan, check. Sri Lanka is about to be checked. The Sri Lankans came from our church in Sharjah, uh, United Arab Emirates. And these are professionals there. Basically, Pastor Junes Kosar invited them to go back to their nation in Colombo. And they said, okay, we're going to go back to Colombo. And we're going to just have a vacation there as a family. And so what happened was, uh, indeed, they went there. And when they went there, they said, we don't want to go back to Sharjah. We want to stay here. And we want to become a missionary here, and we will be planting our church here in uh, in uh, Sri Lanka. So they're actually about to finish. Uh, sorry, they're about to finish their, uh, their uh, graduate school uh, this coming uh, October two, and they will be sent out from Manila straight to Sri Lanka. And now the 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 the, the plan for two thousand thirteen is over. Okay, so we've already planted three churches in those days. So and on and on and on. The point is this. I believe that all of us are called to participate in this mission endeavor. In fact, if you look at my final statement, the Bible does not assume that everyone will go, but it does assume that everyone will be involved. Amen? You may not be called to go out on a full-time trip you know, to Pakistan or Kazakhstan or Afghanistan But guess what? We can participate. First, maybe by praying. Second, maybe by going in a short-term 10-day mission trip. And third, we can actually give. And I believe that the finances that we give will definitely further help out our missionaries. Don't worry, we're not going to do that right now. But I'm just challenging all of us. We are a part of this. Can you look at the person beside you and tell that person, Kasama ka We are all part of this mission endeavor. I believe that we can do something. If not for anything, pray. We can actually pray and ask the Lord of the Harvest to release His workers into the harvest field. We hope you were inspired by that message. Victory's Heart is to disciple not just our culture and community, but also the world. You can be part of this vision by joining us in praying for our missionaries or even by giving to our mission's efforts. Every hand extended in support makes a difference in bringing the gospel to the nations. Thank you and stay connected.